0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to In-Depth, presented by the San Antonio Express News. My name is Luis Vasquez, and I'll be your host as we bring in journalists to give us an inside perspective into the stories they bring to the Express News each week. Today, I'm joined by staff writer Sig Christensen. He joins the show to talk about his latest piece on Governor Greg Abbott's new border fence. Welcome back to
1: the show, Sig. How are you doing today? Uh, thank you. I'm doing well. I'm glad to be here.
0: Uh, I just kind of got done reading your article. Uh,
1: it's extensive. How long were you at the border for this, uh, for this piece? About two and a half days. And, uh, you know, we intend to go back down there and we'll be there for a good deal longer, but, you know, we went down to assess a couple of things. One was the fence. What was it? Uh, I'd never been down there. I go to Del Rio for uh, Laughlin Air Force Base. I cover the military and that's why I usually go there to hang out at the air base. Uh, But in this instance, we went to the border. We got into an SUV with the sheriff, uh, Joe Frank Martinez and he took us down there and we saw uh, the latest fence which is not a wall, it's a fence. We saw the Bush wall which looks kind of like a wrought iron fence. And then we saw the Trump wall, which was much bigger, rust colored, and to be blunt, it was uglier, but it was bigger. And he even mentioned at one point, and I think it's in the video, he says, yeah, it's it's intended to be bigger. So, we just
0: uh, real quick just for the um, for the listener if you uh, click the link in this uh, episode description and go to the article you can see the video that sig's tr- uh, talking about he has a, a long video where you see Bush's fence, Trump's fence and now um, Governor Abbott's fence so if, if you want to see the video that he's talking about you can go ahead and go click the link in the description and it'll take you to the article and the video is embedded into the article
1: go ahead go, continue sig and then just to finish. We did that on one day. Uh, we uh, also spent some time talking to people around town. So I talked with uh, the Chamber of Commerce. Uh, I talked with people in the courthouse. That was on the second day. Talked to two of the four JPs, talked to the county clerk, as well as the judge and uh, and, and the sheriff, and kind of got a sense of where people were, uh, which When you boil it down to the common denominator, they're all very frustrated. Uh, Nothing is getting better. Uh, The politics is getting worse. And so is the problem. They have a lot of migrant issues there and nothing is getting better. And probably the most frustrated person in that group was the county judge, uh, Lucas Lewis Owens Jr. And, and he was extremely frustrated and sometimes used bad language, foul language. Uh, but he got a sense in two days of what the key issues were. And then we came back and we wrote about it. And that was uh, our Sunday story. It was originally 120 inches. It got to about, cut down to about 90, which is about what you can put in the paper. But it's it's a story that you could write hundreds and hundreds of inches about because it's extremely complex. And it doesn't lend itself to simple solutions. It does lend itself to politics, but not to solutions. It's a very complicated problem. It starts with the fact that these people are coming from throughout South and Central, uh, or rather Central America. These people are coming from Central America and they're fleeing desperate circumstances. You can't blame them. They're they're trying to save their children. Uh, they're trying to save themselves, and 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 the policy doesn't facilitate uh, anything but the frustration that we ran into down there. Everybody was frustrated.
0: You included in the in the story itself uh, a quote from uh, the sheriff Martinez where he met a woman who was traveling with a one year old, and by the time she met with the sheriff, the child was five years old. And the quote here is she preferred to drown in the river than to die in her home country. And that kind of gives you a sense of what these people are fleeing from. And, um, but you also mentioned in your article how the, the county
1: is is reacting to this economically. Can you talk more about that as well? Yeah, uh, yeah, sure. You know, uh, some of it reminded me of Iraq. Uh, there was such a large uh, DPS presence there and lots of soldiers too. Now, we know there are about 700 Texas Guard soldiers on the border. We don't know how many DPS, I've heard it's a fourth of their entire force that's down there on the border. And how many are in Del Rio uh, and and Valverde County, I couldn't tell you. The the governor and uh, the Texas Guard are not being very helpful with information. And people complaining about uh, the reporting should also know That we asked a ton of questions of both the guard and the governor and we hardly got back any decent answers from either of them so you know i i do what i can to get answers and fortunately the sheriff had them and the county judge had them so they knew things that the state of texas wasn't telling us uh but i think the bottom line here uh is that in 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 all the cases they they were just finding uh, roadblocks to their own ability to to make things better. So the the state uh, is is hoping to pay back some money that uh, the county says they're owed for holding uh, some people who've been arrested for human smuggling. Uh, and I forget the number now, but uh, it's one hundred eighty thousand dollars that has been spent out of Valverde, Valverde County taxpayer funding. That's not a big county and that's a lot of money for them and they need help uh, across the board. They need help. They have NGOs down there, non-government organizations, non-governmental, non-governmental organizations uh, down there. And those NGOs are doing what they can to help the, uh, uh, the, 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 the migrants. Uh, but they're overwhelmed as well. The county is overwhelmed. There's too many of them, and so people in that community are reporting more property crime, and people are fearful as well. Now, a couple of years ago, it wasn't like that. No, it simply was not anywhere near the crisis that it's become today. So the government, the governor is correct. There's there are problems down there. It's really serious. Uh, but you know. The county taxpayer uh, in a poor county out there in West Texas, that taxpayer is having to shoulder a burden that the, that is not uh, sustainable. And both the judge and the uh, sheriff will tell you it's not sustainable. How they get out of this is hard to, to know because the, they simply have a, a limit to how much they can tax people how much money they can take out of their general fund or whatever funds they have to help this purpose. Uh, And at the same time, the people are still crossing in large numbers.
0: So let's talk about how this is a political issue and it's never really been addressed and it's been used for political posturing. I know you mentioned that a little bit in your article. Can you talk more about that as well? Sure, Uh,
1: this issue lends itself to scoring partisan points, it always has. So George W. Bush, when he was governor, went to the border, Uh, that's part of his base. Uh, Governor Perry did that. Governor Perry did quite a lot of things, including a border camera system where he encouraged people to become virtual border patrol officers. Watch Watch this thing on your computer and call in Uh, If you see any any uh, illegal migrants crossing the the frame of the of the picture, Uh, he did that and and uh, he sent troops down there. And of course, uh, so does Governor Abbott and and the troops there are supposed to be supporting the DPS. Although last week he did something extraordinary and said that he was going to give the uh, soldiers arrest power, which is uh, nothing that they ever did before. It's not something that isn't controversial. It's risky. Uh, most people in the army are not trained to be military police, and we had some questions about that. And learned that uh, on the whole, they should be training those uh, infantrymen, or 19 Delta Cav Scouts, or or people working in any other field, such as engineering. They they should be trained before they do a job like that. There's a certain amount of training that you have to do. And you have to remember that in the army, you can't drive a Humvee without being given a license to do that. It's a place where training is essential for any job that you do, and they're strict about it. So uh, all of that is in play. But, uh, you know, the, the the larger question is, uh, If you're going to make this an issue, how how are you going to really solve the problem? Well, the fence that they're building down there is probably not going to solve the problem. We've seen that fence built before. It's a hurricane fence with razor wire on it. And there's a fence like that connected to the bush fence. And it's crushed at the top and it's crushed under the bottom. And people are going underneath the fence and over the fence. Uh, So it doesn't work. And no matter what kind of offense you put out there, people are still crossing. So what what are you solving at the moment? There's no overarching federal policy in place. And that's what Sheriff Martinez would like to see. And I think that's what uh, the, the county judge would like to see. They'd like to see a different policy in place that would work to relieve the pressure of migrants illegally crossing the border now we know that's not going to happen uh there is no consensus for that in washington and the last time anyone tried to do something about it george w bush raised the flag and it didn't go anywhere his his uh his his legislation did not succeed and that's been a long time ago and when you think about it, he came into office in two thousand and one, so or two thousand two, and so ultimately the problem is not being solved. It's good for politics, so uh, you know what the I think that people would argue that Governor Abbott is uh, reaching out to his base, trying to uh, win their support, uh, but. You know, the question is, do does does anything that he has now in the mix really have much of a chance of being effective? Uh, How will you stop the large numbers of people who are crossing? Uh, I'm not arguing that you should just not do anything. I am just saying that if you take a look at the the politics of this, uh, there's no question that there are advantages to complaining about the Biden policy if you are uh, Greg Abbott. And there are advantages if you're Greg Abbott to complain about what Joe Biden is doing or not doing. Uh, Each politician has his constituency, but in the end, as we saw in the story, uh, both the county judge and and the sheriff are frustrated because none of it's working and they're stuck with having to deal with the detritus of, of everyday border crossings and the threat to people's security and, and uh, the damage that's being done to people's property. It's it, to them, uh, all of what's going on here is is theater and it's not sufficient to fix the problem. They want the problem fixed, period.
0: And uh, one last thing before I let you go, can we quickly just talk about Billy's uh, calzada's photography and what it was like working with him
1: down there? Billy's a wonderful photographer to work with. So you've got to know that uh, he's got a great eye for making pictures. And uh, he uh, went off. He saw things that I didn't even see. Uh, the pic- There's a picture of, uh, of a bunch of the migrants kind of clinging to the old bush wall, which is like a wrought iron fence. Um, and they're kind of leaning against it and their facial expressions are precious. It brings the humanity of this crisis home. If you're looking at the picture, it does for me anyway. Um, and and then of course he takes pictures of things like clothes that are just hanging on the trees that have been abandoned and the family that is fishing across from uh, the river on the Mexican side. Uh, And uh, Sheriff Martinez standing at the old bush wall. Uh, There are Texas guard soldiers with their truck parked at what looks like the Abbott wall, uh, which is actually a fence. And uh, when you see these soldiers, the other thing you notice is that they're wearing uh, body armor and they're carrying M4 rifles. Interestingly enough, uh, the magazines are not inserted in the rifles. That's a very good idea because what you don't want is a guardsman accidentally shooting somebody. There was an incident long ago in the 90s when a Marine shot a goat herd uh, along the river. And it turned into a huge scandal. Uh, It was a big mess, uh, and I knew Republicans who were angry about that, not just Democrats. And there's one that just gets my attention. There are two, three people. Two of them looks like women holding toddlers. All together, it's three people holding toddlers. Uh, They're clustered together. Uh, That really brings home to me. What this is about. They have taken a very dangerous trip by vehicle and on foot to get here. And they're desperate to cross uh, the border because over here, we have the great fortune of living in a reasonably stable society. Uh, we have a prosperous society. There's work here. And there is the hope for education and and better lives. It's much much more hope for that on this side of the border than that side of the border. And yeah, that's that's where uh, my heart gets tugged. I can identify with that. All the people who came to America illegally, they came looking for better lives. Some of them came to avoid uh, religious persecution. Well. I don't know what the difference is between religious persecution and and drug cartels. Your life is in danger. Your family is in danger. You're fleeing. You're hoping to get a better life. That's completely understandable, and that's what our country has always been about. It's a place that is a melting pot, and should be a place where people can apply their talents and make a prosperous society. Uh, what's happening right now uh, is is uh, is a tragedy now you don't have to be in favor of the illegal immigration to say that you just have to have a heart you have to you have to you have to look at those people and if you're not feeling for their their situation i'm not sure who you are but that's not who i am i have pity for them and as a human being i share uh the judge's desire and the sheriff's desire to, to find a more humane way of dealing with the problem.
0: Well, I think that's a good place to, to end it. Again, I really appreciate your reporting. Uh, you know, we're probably going to talk about this again. This is going to be uh, an issue moving forward through this administration and probably another administration, unfortunately, but uh, I appreciate your reporting. Thanks again, Sig.
1: Thank you. And I'll just add this, uh, this, infor- th- th- this, this problem is going to outlive us, unless politicians in Washington can find common ground and create an effective policy. It will outlive us. The border has been a contentious place for a long time, going all the way back to the Mexican War, even before the Mexican War. The the border has been contentious historically, and it was, believe this or not, It was Robert E. Lee who said it would take 20,000 soldiers to control the border. He said that uh, before the Civil War. So it turns out he was pretty much right. And they have, I don't know how many border patrol people they have, I heard once the figure was 20,000, they're still not able to control it. So the thing that I know is that this has been an issue historically, and there's no reason to think it's going away short of a miracle in washington all righty sing well thanks a lot appreciate it (laughs) thanks